What up, what up, what up, Real Fans Podcast. What up? Back at it again. Episode 34. We're here. I'm Gabe. That's Julian. We're Julian, <laughs> say, say hello to the people. What's up? What's up, everybody? Gabe, I'm back. I don't know, for the audio listeners, Gabe just went like almost knocked out his mic. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get more energy. Last last week, I had you know a little runny nose. I was like snuffly. I'm still a little snuffy, but I got, I got more energy today. No, you didn't. Like, just look like you're about to smack your computer. <laughs> <laughs> I got my show sponsor. I got my little Dr. Pepper. I'm good. brought to you. Oh, I wish. Gosh, you imagine. <laughs> brought to you by. <laughs> no, we got a jam packed show today. We got a lot of topics to cover. It's going to be an interesting uh, episode. Um, so, buck your seats. It's probably going to be a longer one if I had to guess. Uh, JoJo is still out of town. Um, he's up in Buffalo watching his uh, Buffalo Bills. And then uh, Buffalo Bills actually played Jacksonville this week. So. Yeah, might be we'll, we'll talk game. about that a little later. <laughs> um, we've, been, we've been holding off on topics. We're going to talk about uh, baseball going on, UFC, NHL, NBA, and we'll, we'll finish it with uh, football. But let's talk about the World Series because it just ended uh, last night. Uh, the Atlanta Braves won it. They've won uh, first time since when? I don't even know. I know they won since 1995. All right, because they've won, uh, you know, being a Marlins fans, we know that the Braves are consistently, you know, they won like 17 pennants in a row. It's some kind of record. But they never won the World Series. And uh, this year, they actually won the World Series. They're one of the best teams ever, best franchises ever in MLB history to, like, win such few championships. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, I just wanted to, I I wish JoJo was here so we could finish, uh, uh, you know, have some baseball discussion because Julian, I know you're not into baseball. Um, but did you see any of it at all? A little bit of it? Did you just see what, what did you hear about the World Series that we can? That um, I, can kind of I didn't. Well, I watched parts like pieces of it. Um, I did watch the Red Sox Houston series, um, but I didn't really watch a whole lot of the World Series. But I did see the scoreline for all of them, and Atlanta just seemed to put a, a beating on them, right? I mean. They won the World Series seven nothing at Houston. So, and it seemed like to be like the whole world just didn't want Houston to win because you know they don't want to be proved that like hold up they could actually win it without cheating. Like, yeah. And and that that was the weird thing about this series going into it. Um, I I like I said uh, I said it before on this podcast that like uh, I thought the Braves were were good, but I thought their team last year was better. Their probably team last year was probably more deserving. Um, uh, uh, of going to the uh, finals, especially with Acuna out uh, this year, um, but it was it was a weird series. I didn't know who to root for. Like I didn't want to root for the yeah, Astros, obviously. Hashtag bang the trash can. And I didn't <laughs> want to root. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just, Hashtag uh, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> I'm freestyling here. My brain. I'm trying to think of something funny. It's not good. Um, <laughs> And I didn't want to root for the Braves because I thought the Braves would be the uh, underdog in the series. But here's the thing about baseball. It's like, you know, or, or any playoffs in general, especially when football, you know, when the right team gets hot, they're hot. You know what I mean? So f- forget the regular series, whatever you thought of the 162 games. You got to be you got to beat teams in the series. Um, and these two teams were probably the hottest coming out of. Well, I will say them and the Red Sox. Um, so I, I didn't know. I was very confused for who to root for. Um if I had to pick, I would probably pick the Braves. But you know, then again, being a Marlins fan, uh, Braves are a hard team because they're in a division. So, um, but uh, if you look at the series as a general uh, overall, um, a lot of scoring was uh, done early. There was hitting a, uh, a lot of hitting. These these were two pretty good hitting teams. I thought the Astros had better pitching um, a little bit, but I mean the Braves won the series. They won it in, and they won it in six. So 
Um, a lot of the hitting was was done earlier in the earlier innings, like let's say like the first four or five innings. Um, uh, maybe game three, game four. Uh, there was a low score game where it was like zero to two or uh, uh, two to three. Those were the low scoring games. But I mean, the Braves came to play, man. They 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 out hit them, especially that last game, which is like stunning. Like it's incredible in the World Series that you can get zeroed out. And the Braves pulled it out. And I'm, I'm kind of happy for pitching. the Braves because I mean, good pitching hold them yeah. to, to shut out. You know, I think multiple times too. I think they went seven yeah. and zero in a couple games. So you know. Um, the Braves, is, I, I'm I'm pretty excited for the uh, for the city of Atlanta, Atlanta fans, because you know it's been fucking a long ass time since I was a little kid. Uh, the Braves haven't won World Series, and I, I kind of like this parody of like uh, you know new teams coming in and, and winning the series. Um, as far as like uh, if I stacked them up, I would probably pick uh, the Astros as a a better uh, roster construction, but. The Braves pulled it out, man. They got hot and they stayed hot. You know what I mean? They they stay swinging the bats. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for the Braves because just like where I grew up, there was just a lot of Braves fans. It was a close team. I think Tampa's technically closer, but um, just being in the South, I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people in Jacksonville where I grew up have a lot of like relatives in Atlanta, like a lot of family and they go up there and visit a lot. It's only a four and a half hour drive. It's actually closer to it's actually closer to Atlanta than it is Miami. Um, so, yeah, I was just rooting for him just because I know a lot of people out there that are rooting for them. Like, so, yeah, and I, I know they've been through the Atlanta fans have been through a lot of shit. Um, I feel like they <laughs> whether it be the Falcons, yeah. their Bulldogs. Well, the uh, but it's a good time for Atlanta right now. I mean, you got Bulldogs ranked number one and now you got beat the brakes off of fucking Florida. Um, well, and now you got Atlanta winning the chip. So I was going to say, don't forget the season. This is a season where the all-star game moved. Remember it moved to Colorado because of, uh, I guess, legislation going on, uh, in Georgia, uh, that the MLB didn't like. So like the all-star game was supposed to be in Atlanta and they moved it. Um, uh, that was like one controversy that had the season. Also, uh, it came up again, the Braves chop, uh, the cultural appropriation of the Braves chop came up as well. Um, so those were like two, I guess, off the field controversies this season. But you know what? It's not about the chop. It's not about the all-star game. It's about <laughs> what you do in the playoffs. Congratulations to the Braves. It's about the performance. Um, yeah. Congratulations to them. I don't Shout know. out to the Braves. To, we'll probably bring this up again. I, want, I do want to bring uh, JoJo into discussion. And I'm glad, they I'm glad they beat the shit out of the Dodgers. That's all yeah, I have to say, too. I mean, yeah. Well, we shall... Move on to the next topic. Our next topic, of course, coming up this weekend, this Saturday, UFC 268. Um, jo uh, Julian, you are our resident uh, UFC expert. Um, what what are you uh, looking forward to in US, to, uh, UFC 268? Uh, what, what's exciting you about the card? So almost the entire card, except the second fight in the main card. Um, I mean, when I'm talking about the whole card, I mean the, the main card. Um, to start off the main card, you got Justin Gaethje versus um, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Michael Chandler. And then it's Shane Borgos versus Billy uh, Carantino. Carantino. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who those guys are. Um, then you got after that, you got Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera, which is going to be a good fight. Then you're going to have to see the rematch between the old man's straw weight, which is Rose Namajunas and Zhang Wei Li. And then obviously you got the main event, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington part two. 
And um, yeah, I'm pumped for all. All those are going to be super heavy striking fights. Um, I think even though Usman is a stand as uh, a, a wrestler, first and foremost, that last Colby Colby Covington fight was just it was amazing. It was one of the best title fights I've ever seen. It was it went right down to the end and then it ended up uh, Kamara Usman ended up winning it by a TKO. They well, went and that, that, t- that fight was tight, too, because it was like two two coming into the fifth round. Okay. And it and this was like it was all or nothing right here. And then um, Usman pulled it out and then <clears throat> Colby went and then knocked uh, beat the brakes off of Tyson Woodley. Uh, Ty Rob Woodley, not Tyson. Woodley, Ty, Ty Rob Woodley. Um, and then hadn't fought again. This is his next fight. He, this is a pretty long gap for him. Um, uh, especially there was a long gap between Usman beating him and uh, Woodley because I believe something with his jaw. I think he broke his jaw or something like that. And then there was a big gap after the Woodley fight, and now he's fighting him now. Um, this seems to be Usman's second chance to kind of clean house on the division. I mean, he's beat everybody. Um, so the only thing you could do is bring on another guy. I mean, bring on, bring back one of the same guy, probably the guy who gave him the toughest fight. Um, honestly, I hope Usman wins because uh, Colby Covington's just a little, just God, he's just an annoying little bitch. Like I'm so, he's so fucking annoying, and he's a local kid too. I mean, he fought out at Miami at MMA Masters, um, but they both fight down here in South Florida. Um, but God, he's fucking annoying, and I just. And I just Usman's just he clearly looks stronger. And I think if Usman plays the card plays cards right, he should start taking him down and just out muscling him instead of standing up with him like he did last time. But Yeah, uh yeah, I was gonna say I think going forward, uh you know, on paper this this looks like a you know a deserving fight, I guess, uh Covington versus uh Usman. Uh obviously this is Usman versus Covington too. Um on paper, it looks good. Uh, I'm not a fan of Covington. Uh, just his antics outside. I just want to see. I but, feel like he's just a wannabe McGregor. I feel like yeah. that, that's what he gives me. He gives me that vibe that he's trying to be McGregor, but his like American version of McGregor. And it's like, bro, you're not McGregor. Stop trying to be McGregor. Like, like you, like I get he's trying to sell his fights. Like, you know, I, I get that. You're trying to sell your fight. But it's just, it's just like, poor, I, I personally find it just poorly done. I just feel like he just does it. Like I said, to me, he just seems like he's just trying to he's trying to be a McGregor. And it's like, bro, you're not McGregor. Like nah. McGregor's the ultimate shit talker. And like and McGregor commits to his shit talking. He he was in a fucking wheelchair still talking shit about fucking Fourier. Joe Rogan was on the floor. <laughs> on the floor bring the mic to this one. No, I'm talking about after the fact. Remember he was like, I don't know if you saw it. It was I think it was on Instagram, so you might have seen it. But McGregor's like on his Instagram is in literally like an electric wheelchair, like talking to Instagram, saying the reasons why he lost, how he went into the fight with him. It was just one of the most like it was one of the most it was fucking hilarious because <laughs> he's just trying to like come up with all these excuses, which maybe they're true. Maybe they're true. But I mean, you didn't say anything before the fight. So you have a, you it's a hard you're giving people a hard time trying to like back you. If like if you came into the fight, everybody knew like, oh, shit, he had a fractured like bone in his foot. That would have been that would have been one thing. But it's like it just seems very just like off putting just seeing him talk shit after the fact and now saying now saying all this stuff, which it probably was true, honestly. But back to the fight, though. Uh, yeah, it. 
I was watching Chael Sonnen's preview on it, and he had a really good point because um, this he said this fight's really going to come down to motivation and just like absolute distract. Because I mean, these guys are pretty evenly matched. They're like like we saw in the last fight, and it's going to come down to like who's more hungry. And I I kind of agree with Chael there. Like it it really is. It's like you know like they the old adage where they always say like with boxers you know you have a hard time getting up in the morning out of silk sheets or some shit like that um and you know obviously colby has not won the championship before uh, uzman has defended it i believe four times um and uzman has cleaned house in the entire division and it's kind of hard to have that mo- like what Chael was saying and i could see that like you kind of have hard motive hard time ha- gaining motivation when you've kind of done it all, like, you know, you've done it, you completed your task in Covington, Covington, he's not there yet. So, but then again, I don't necessarily, Usman doesn't come off like the type of person where he just kind of like, kind of lets it go like a McGregor, like McGregor did. Like he, he seems like no matter what his goal is to stay on top and his goal is to be one of the best ever and to represent his country. And I think that motivates him more so than like, trying to hold on to his championship or whatever it is. So, but it's going to be a really interesting fight. I still think I'll take Usman um, out of the two. Um, but that's just because I'm kind of an Usman fan and I just find Covington annoying. But either way, I think it's going to be a really good fight regardless. Yeah, I think I'm rooting for Usman as well. Um, Usman uh, already fought twice this year. Um, he fought Jorge Montevall in April and Gilbert Burns in February. So, and it's been like... Uh, the last time that Covington fought was what to September 2020. So um, I guess and he beat a dying Woodley. Yeah, he beat. Yeah, he beat a dead dead horse of title. He beat it like just just he beat a guy who lost to Jake Paul. So like, <laughs> he beat a guy who lost to Jake Paul. So as so. far as you know, whoever sees in you know in 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 fighting shape, you know, fought most recently. Usman definitely has the edge. Uh, we'll see. I mean. But you can say Covington had rest. You never know. So what is your final prediction for the fight? How do you have it winning it? Is it going all the way? You have it. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? Um, I think I think it goes to decision, if I had to guess. Because, and I think, it's, I think we're going to see the same result. I think it either goes to decision or you, it ends right at, the, uh, right at the end, just like the last fight. But it's definitely going to five rounds. Um, and I think it's going to go two two. like I really do. Um, the only thing I will say is like you said, like Usman has fought more recently since the first time they fought. And we could arguably say that Usman has gotten better since the Covington fight, which I think he has. I mean, we saw it in the Masvidal fight, like Usman looked like he really amped up his striking ability and his power along. I mean, he's always had his power, obviously, but like mixing his power with his striking ability. And then obviously he's a world-class wrestler. Um, Usman has gotten better and we've seen him get better. Covington, we haven't necessarily seen him get, not that he was ever bad, but we haven't seen him get better from the fight. Like you said, his only other fight was he beat up a, a dying Tyron Woodley. So who's just, who's knows? I mean, then again, he's coming out of American top team. It's a world-class gym over here in South Florida. So he, he deals, he, he trains with some of the highest level athletes on the planet. But uh, just because of that alone, I mean, just the more fights and seeing Usman progressively get better, which is just scary to think. 
I, I still have Usman winning, but I do think it's still going to be a close fight, and I think it'll go to decision with Usman with the split. All right, I I, I got I got a, a knockout second round. Knockout, knockout second, second round, round by Usman. Usman. All right. Uh, I mean, briefly, I, I just want to I just want to talk about the Rose Namajunas Zhang Wei Li fight. That fight is going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be so good. It's literally the odds are. Pretty even right now. Minus was minus one fifteen. Rose Namajunas minus one hundred five. Zhang Wei Li. Super close fight. Um, looks like they have Zhang Wei Li is the favorite because um, she did get caught that last that um, last fight. She got caught, but this is going to be a super fast, high firing fight. And I I'm going down this fight right here. That Rose Namajunas Zhang Wei Li fight is going to be the greatest fight of the year. I'm calling it. That's going to be the best fight of the year. That shit's going to be right. fire. We look forward to it this Saturday going on UFC. Uh, as we move on to the next topic, uh, I just want to bring up because we haven't talked about it at all um, because NHL's, NHL season is going on. Uh, it started, and the Panthers are hot. The Florida Panthers are hot. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL. They uh, are the hottest team in the NHL. Uh, Julian, what uh, what have you seen from the Panthers? I know you've, you're probably going to a couple games. What have you seen from the Panthers? How do you feel about the season going forward? Yeah, this, I'm actually going to the game tonight versus the Washington Capitals. I actually get to see Ovechkin in person for the first time. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, uh, NHL, great. Probably going to be the greatest. Um, ever next to Gretzky. Um, but yeah, uh, the Panthers are on fire. They're playing super well, even with their coach uh, resigning after that whole scandal with the uh, kid diddling um, that they did back in Chicago. Um, but yeah, uh, this is going to be my second game tonight. <laughs> the first game they played the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, the blue Which blew them I- out. Um, but yeah, they look really good. Obviously, they signed Barkov to a big extension this offseason. I think eight years, $87 million. Um, The team is stacked, man. You got a lot of players on that team, and anybody can score on that team, and they look really good offensively. Like, the way they create chances for their team, it's just, it's really good. And I think this year, like, they had a great season last year. They were one of the top teams in the league, record-wise. Um, they got blown, they got, they not blown out, but they lost to the, the lightning in the first round of the playoffs. Um, but I think they can redeem themselves this year. I think they definitely make it farther than round one. I think they should be, they should be pushing for the Stanley cup. Um, I expect nothing less. Like, honestly, that team has gotten nothing, but just, they've just gotten better. Obviously you lost your goalie to the expansion draft, uh, who went to Seattle. Um, but they should progress and they should get better. and. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, this is the first time, like, I'm kind of like really following hockey and like really watching it from the beginning. And, uh, cause I never really had a hockey team growing up. And now that I've moved down here, I kind of have like a hockey team now. So somebody to root for, and they end up being really fucking good. So <laughs> let's go. It's Panther season to, to take, man. Yeah. I think going into the season, uh, there's a lot, a lot of high expectations. Like, like, uh, you know, I have, I too have been waiting for an exciting hockey team. Last time I remember when I was a little kid, uh, back mid nineties, uh, when the Panthers were good and they were making a wild card run. 
Um, so that's like the most, but like, you know, coming into this season, you know, obviously they played uh, the Stanley Cup champions uh, the first round. And that was, you know, that was real, you know, it's like kind of the underdog facing the champ first round. That, that was our championship uh, to play. And it was a tough series. Like, um, I think last year we got outplayed in the playoffs, but the Panthers are really good. Like everybody knew, I think I knew that the Panthers were really good, but I think now nationally people are starting to see that like, yo, Panthers are legit on fire. I love this new rivalry that we're making against Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, uh, you know, they, they made some, a couple additions um, uh, to, you know, some, some veterans from some other teams. But I do like the lines that they're rolling out. You know what I mean? Uh, Barkov, like you said, signed a new contract. He's always been an exciting player. I, I thought last year he was a little bit underwhelming. Um, uh, I thought that uh, Huberdeau was a better player than him last year. But they are on fire. Uh, if I'm looking at the stats, the standings, um, they are, let me see, where is he? They're number one Just in the entire league. They're 8 0 no. and 1. Oh, oh yeah, never they're, mind. They're, the Hurricanes. Yeah, uh, yeah Carolina's them. up on a 1. But their point differential is plus 18. I mean, Carolina has plus 22, but they're plus 18, and nobody's really close to them. The next team they're, is probably. They're, yeah. yeah, they're second in the league. At the time when I first saw it, they were, they were uh, the number one, but Hurricanes have surpassed them. But they haven't even actually lost. Uh, they ha- I mean, they had an overtime loss, so you get a point out of that. But. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, Huberto and Barkov, like the, they're balling, man. They're playing, they're playing super well. And like you said, they're about to play the Washington Capitals. They're up there. They're, the Washington Capitals are number four. They're five and one, um, and uh, they have up a plus ten differential. So that that's you know these are two top teams in the East that they're they're going to play tonight that you're going to go to. Um, so that should be an exciting game. But the Panthers are on fire. I love their lines. Uh, Barkov is playing better. Um, the top two top best scores uh, on the team are Huberto and Barkov. Uh, even the Eggblad. Eggblad surprisingly has nine points, and he's a defensive man. But I guess he's a scoring defensive man. So um, they're really good. I'm very excited for this season. Um, I just hope, you know, obviously going into the season, this is very early on. Uh, you hope that, you know, people can uh, uh, get through some injuries, you know, uh, seasonal injuries so they can get all the way to the playoffs. But they should be exciting. Uh, I'm excited, you know, for them. And this should be a really good season. We're competitive. The Panthers are back, and we got to hear first. We got to hope that they back. <laughs> Panthers are back, <laughs> and the thing too is we got to hope that like they continue going into the playoffs because like NHL has by far the most up there with NFL is one of the most thrilling, probably more thrilling than NFL uh, playoffs because it is truly like when the playoffs start for the NHL, anybody can win. The NHL has proven time and time again that it is a absolute open competition when it comes to the playoffs. Like you see number eight seeds beat one, seven beats two, like, and it's it, like even last year. I mean, I forgot what's, I think we were, th- I think the Panthers were third Tempe was six or something like that. I don't remember the exact or four and five. Um, and they upset us. Uh, so it's the only thing I can hope for. You have a great regular season, make the playoffs, but man, just, keep that consistency going to in the playoffs because like how often do you see teams with the best records in the league end up actually winning the Stanley cup? And I really hope that they can actually uh, make it deep and should they're, they're, they're championship contender by far. Like they, they should win. I, I want to go to a parade. God damn it. I want to yeah, go to a parade. A parade. <laughs> Even if it's in Broward. I, like <laughs> I want to go to a goddamn parade. But um, so we'll, yeah. we'll be. I'll be. I'll definitely be following the Panthers. Like I said, 
you know, they're only bested by one team in point differential. Number two in the East. Should be exciting. I hope you have a fun night tonight. We'll hope you know next time we do the podcast, I hope you come back and give yeah. us your 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 hot Panther takes. Got club seats, and this is the second time I get to have club seats. Club seats are fucking awesome. Like they're wow, awesome. Big, big baller over there. And I was telling Gabe right. before the show, the best thing about club seats, one of the things you never think about, the best thing is the bathroom. You have your own bathroom. Like is the best fucking thing. Oh man. All right, that's it for NHL. We'll be watching that bring more information as it comes in, as the season goes on. But again, very early. We're only like six, seven games in. So I want to move it on to NBA because the NBA season started. We really haven't talked any NBA. And just as hot as the Florida Panthers are, the Miami Heat is on fire. Julian, have you watched any basketball? <laughs> Do you have any takes from the NBA season? I know you don't really like basketball. You don't like it until the playoffs. But have you heard anything? What's going on in the NBA, uh, in I see- NBA circle? I see uh, uh, Tyler Heroes coming back to life, it seems to be. It seems to be he is awakened from the dead. It seems like he was gone that entire uh, sophomore season. But he's playing really well, which is awesome. Which is awesome to hear that you're not having to worry about replacing him. He's now supplementing the rest of the team after the acquisitions that you already made, which is great. That was the one thing I was worried about because it's like, Okay, obviously, if he ends up not being that good and he ends up just falling off and being kind of average, then it's like, whatever. I mean, you still made your acquisitions over the offseason. But if he was to play well into his form like he did in the playoffs two years ago, then you got a really dangerous team. And, uh, yeah, it seems everything seems to be clicking for the Heat. The Heat look to be really good. They look to actually be contenders uh, this year. Definitely making the playoffs and should, in my opinion, be a top three team in the East. Um, I expect nothing less. I think it should be the Bucks, Nets, and Heat. And if if the Sixers outplay us, like I'm, I'm that, that that's a, that's an L. That's an L on the regular season. If the Sixers have a better record than us, yeah. Um, and we kind of saw this going to the season. Um, I wasn't. I was very cautious about uh, going to the season with the acquisition of uh, Kyle Lowry, but. Um, since the preseason and the season started, um, the Miami Heat are one of the best defensive teams overall. I think they were like number one. I forget what stats, but they were number one and like ranked number four. And uh, uh, as far as one of the top defenses, and uh, that's that's really uh, that's surprising to to me, I guess, because a lot of, you know a lot of the slack from Kyle, Kyle Lowry's he doesn't he don't play defense. You know, he's a great exciting player. He's he's a great uh, facilitator, and he doesn't play defense. But with the construction team as it is now. Um, you know, you mentioned Tyler Hero. They got him coming off the bench. Even though he's playing like 30, 40 minutes, he's playing starter minutes, he's still coming off the bench. And I think that's his perfect role for him um, because mm-hmm. um, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh, you know, those are like the, the three main guys that they run the offense through. And I feel like that's a little too cluttered for, you know, um, for Tyler Hero to to play within that, he's got to play within the roles of those three guys, those three main guys, because um, they, you know, those are the three big the big names. But Tyler Hero coming off the bench, playing the second team, he can freestyle out there. He's he you know he can he can he can be the main dog and he can eat, uh, you know, against the second team defenses when the other guys are resting. So uh, I think that's a perfect role for him. Uh, I think he's in the running for freaking six man of the year, and uh, he could be in the running. I'm not. Uh, you know what? I'll, here's a hot take. He could be running for MVP coming off the bench. I don't know. 
coming I'm off. Just saying. Is there MVP? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure MVP coming off the bench is just six man of the year. Listen, he's going to get. He's pretty sure the same reward. Look, he's here, more, he's more in the running. He's more in the running for MVP than Jimmy Butler. And this is, and I just want to mention before you uh, bring it in. This is a perfect because you know we saw Jimmy, we saw Tyre Jimmy in the bubble. You know, fucking exhausted, bent over. You everybody knows that picture of him bent over because he fucking put the team on his back. And 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 I don't think that's the role for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, he can he can turn it on. He can, but he's not primarily an offensive player. He's a he uh, he's a great. Uh, 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 He's not like a closer guy. Like we saw him try to close, uh, and he could do it, but he's that's not his main role. He's not like a uh, one of these guys like uh, uh, Kevin Durant or he's you know a I mean? he, he's a he, he's a number one if he has other if he has a good supporting cast around him. I don't. He's not enough to carry a team. Um, he's very good player, one of the best in the league. Yeah. But yeah, he's not up there with KD and like. Giannis or, and Anthony yeah. Davis or LeBron in his prime like I don't he, he he's not there but and, and that's not, that's I still think one, I still yeah. think he's a number one he's still a number one option for the team um but he needs a supporting cast he's just one of and, those players you just need to like like Anthony like Carmelo Anthony in his prime like he Carmelo Anthony needs that supporting yeah. cast I'm not, I'm not trying to slander Jimmy Butler. He's a great player. I think he's like a top 15 player. But I think when I think Jimmy Butler, I think defense first. You know, he's a two-way player. He plays on both sides. But I think him as defense first. And the way he plays, his style of game is to fucking crash the boards. He puts his neck on the fucking rim. And he, he's always going to run, uh, try to run through you. And, and a lot of his success last year was getting fouls, getting foul calls, getting uh, uh, blocking, uh, blocking calls. So, um, but now that, you know, uh, there's other supporting cast around him, now he can kind of relax and he can just play his game, you know, his way. And, uh, you know, a lot going into the season, I always thought they were very good, but, you know, Tyler here coming on second team, he can freestyle, he can do his own thing on the second team. Uh, Bam out of bile. He's got to make step forwards. And I think he's doing that. Um, uh, we're, we're, you know, every uh, last year, the last couple of years, we've been asking, you know, Bam out of bile got to prove. Tyler here got to prove. And I think we're seeing those steps. We're seeing those steps where, where Tyler here is getting more serious um, and he's fucking balling out. And I think Bam out bile is taking that next step of, uh, of he, you know, being that closer guy, being the offensive uh, guy to close games uh, on that first on that first team. So, you know, this is an exciting uh, time yeah. for the Miami Heat. Um, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought they were a good team, um, but it's a little bit, you know, I think I saw a, a tweet. Stan Van Gundy tweeted that the Eastern Conference has beat the Western Conference like 18 to nine. So, uh, you know, just pointing out that the East got better. Um, and you know, like you said, this this should be a top team. Uh, I thought of yeah, last they're, year as a, uh, they're as tied a for first. Team. They're they're tied yeah. for first in the league, in the league. Um, they're first in the East by uh, they're six and one versus Sixers are six and two. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're they're tied. They're tied for the the first in the league. And I uh, going back to Tyler here real quick. I think it's good for him too with these uh, acquisitions with uh, Kyle Lowry specifically. I think it takes the pressure off of him to kind of be a part of the big three for the heat. I think he is. A, I think he will always No, well, who knows? I mean, he's still young. He's still really young, but as of right now, I don't think he was necessarily ready to be put out there as like, all right, be a part of our big three, be one of our main contributors for the team um, last year. And I think that's why you saw a decline. I think maybe there's just this pressure about him that he just, he just couldn't handle it at the moment, but I think now bringing in Kyle Lowry and um, uh, PJ Tucker and like other guys, I think it's allowing him to kind of relax and not feel like he has to like be num- be number two to uh, 
Jimmy Butler. And sometimes players just perform better like that. Who's to say that after a couple years, once he gets older and becomes a, a more seasoned vet, then maybe he can step in and be like a part of a big three. But I think currently he's just not there yet. And um, yeah, I, and, but you're seeing him now, like you said, like when the starting, uh, the starting lineup gets off, it, he's a great, he's a great, he's a great uh, second team guy, like a really, really good second team guy who should be like just a perfect six man. Like he, he really is. Yeah, so we shall see, man. I mean, you know, hopefully these guys stay healthy. Like, again, this is very early in the season, uh, in the NBA season. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about the Western teams, but if this team stays healthy, they should be a top contender in the East. Um, uh, you know, uh, I would love the, to the get... The West right now is tied with uh, Golden State and uh, Utah. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can get uh, JoJo in here, taking on by his Lakers, his old-ass Lakers. Uh, his, they're his they're band, pretty good. His, his bandwagoning <laughs> old-ass Lakers that he just bandwagons. We'll, we'll get him in here to talk about the, uh, the West and what he's seen. But uh, NBA seems exciting, man. Uh, th- this year uh, has been going pretty good so far. Um, and uh, we'll keep up with it, man, as the season goes along. And I um, did want to mention to Gabe, um, I know he doesn't care. But Inter Miami, our MLS uh, team has officially been knocked out of the playoff race. Uh, just fell short. A lot of issues. Uh, not going to go into it. It's a lot. But oh, wait, 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 be... wait, 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 wait. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just breaking news, breaking news. Water is wet. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Water is but wet, y'all. Anyways, <laughs> um, they're about to go into a really, a really exciting offseason. I'm actually really excited for the offseason. There's a lot of names being thrown out there out of Listen. Brazil. A lot of young names. Um, uh, it looks like we're about to completely erase the roster with all these old motherfuckers. Get rid of them. If you're over 30, get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're over 30, get the fuck out. And we're about to refill this roster with a bunch of our our second team guys from Fort La- La- Fort Lauderdale CF, they're about to be called up to the first team. And uh, we're looking at some guys to potentially put on our designated player list from Brazil. These two guys from Brazil. And then they're talking about another guy from Sweden. So there's a lot of this. It's about that rumor season right now for MLS. Listen, so. You call me when Messi is in Miami. Okay. Or excuse me, when Messi is in Fort Lauderdale, you, you tell me I'll start watching the game. Right? Wow. This is not, that's all I want to hear. Messi. And You're one of those Messi. guys. You just want old people in here with names. Yeah, you know, one of the crazy things is, like, they can easily get anybody. Uh, I think uh, I've heard Davis Hans talk about this. Everybody wanted to play for the Marlins. He, he always had the options of getting players, but these were, like, players at the end of their career. Maybe they were, wanted to be close to their family because a lot of people live in Miami and South Florida. So they all want to move down and play, you know, play in Miami for baseball. But what I'm saying is uh, for soccer, like, you can get anybody, you know, South Florida is – a fun place, especially if you get these secondary yeah. players. Maybe they're at the second stage, maybe late tier of their career. It's easy to get, you know, these name players. These yeah. kind of Messi uh, has a, has an apartment here, a condo here. He has multiple properties here in South Florida. There's a lot of ties with him to come to. If he was to come to MLS, I can't imagine him going anywhere else other than Inter Miami. Um, obviously, it's Messi. I would take him, but I think MLS recently has been doing a good job to kind of get rid of that stain of being a retirement league and getting these old European guys coming in. I think MLS has done a great job of recruiting really young talent from South America 
which is what we tried to do with this one guy, but failed. But it looks like we're going to continue to do that with this new coaching staff. Um, like I said, young guys from Brazil and Argentina, Chile. Like, uh, I think that's the route that they should be going. And I, I think it is really good. I think it makes uh, for better quality and just gets rid of that stain and that stigma of being like, oh, fucking so-and-so is going to come over here and light it up. And it's just like, you know, it's just it's not good for the league. And uh, but if like you said, if it's a Messi or if it's a Ronaldo, you open up that checkbook and you do whatever you can to get them over here. Um, but yeah. and, and it, it makes it exciting, too, for away games, not just home games. Like, obviously, you want your home base, your home fans to support the team, you know, buy tickets, buy shirts and shit. But also, you know, you know. You want that traveling circus too when they go to other teams. Like people are gonna want to see, uh, you know, a Messi. They're gonna want to see uh, whoever. I mean, we uh, kind of had that uh, with the. I know you don't really follow soccer much, but there's uh, one of our big name players that our highest paid players. His name's Gonzalo Iguain. He plays for. Iguain. Yeah, he's a part of the. Yeah, he he plays for Inter Miami. Him and his brother. His brother actually just announced his retirement a couple of days ago and played his final game at to a sold out crowd at Dry Pink Stadium. Um, so the final game, but the final home game of the season was last week sold out. It was a huge like farewell to his brother, who was an MLS legend. Um, his brother's an MLS legend, but uh, obviously uh, Gonzalo, he played in Real Madrid. He played for Argentina in the 2014 World Cup, um, but he's just fucking washed like a, nobody's yeah. business. He's so fucking washed. And then another player that's on our team now, Blaise Matuidi, who is completely fucking washed. He was a part of the World Cup. 2019 france team that won he was part of that team but he's fucking old and washed and has no legs and it's like to me like i rather see young guys from south america or even here in the states and central america make a name for themselves do something with themselves and be kind of like work our way to that point and then once you get that like talent level up and you get uh more fans and everything then you try to retain those players who are already young and have already gone instead of losing him to Europe because the thing is like you're not gaining anything from having these old motherfuckers come here play for a year, a year or two and then they're just gone like you, you got nothing you don't really get anything out of that you know yeah. I think you, you, gotta, you definitely got to make the roster exciting especially with a, a new team uh, such a I mean there, there are soccer fans in Miami and obviously they, they, they definitely show support their, their support section is always lit and it's always crazy yeah. Um, but you want to make it exciting, especially because Miami is a shit, you know, there's a bunch of distractions in Miami and people, people will find other things to do if you don't have an exciting team or something to come watch. So that's why I say and we you got, got, and you that's got the have thing. like a messy or something like yeah. that because people are not going to come out. Um, well, I, we're top five in attendance this year. We were really good in attendance. I think we're going to continue that. There's just South Florida is such a hotbed for soccer. There's so many people from Latin America and, um, even people that are, uh, American that are from here. Um, there's such a nice talent pool here and there's such a big fan base and I think we'll continue to see success. I mean, obviously having such a high profile name like David Beckham as our owner, like you're going to bring in some higher quality talent. People are going to want to come in there, maybe not so late in their career. Maybe you can get people like they don't have to be like uh, 37 or anything, but 27 or anything. But, you know, get them in maybe their early 30s where they still got years left. Like, I think MLS is kind of in that direction. Obviously, you get the you get the talent level up. People are going to want to come over here, get more fans. You're going to want to, you're going to start making more money and then being able to pay those higher contracts that they're able to pay in Europe. And I think MLS is just to me personally, I'm not a huge European soccer fan. I kind of find it a little boring. I know it's like a big stereotype for soccer, 
but I kind of find European, I find MLS way more exciting person. I know, I know it's not as good. I know the quality is not as good, but I do think here in the States, we play a more physical game, a physical and more athletic game than they do in Europe versus in Europe. They play a little bit more technical. Like I, I can see the quality difference, but I still find MLS more enjoyable. Plus it's just nice to have an actual home team. It's hard to root for somebody like seven hours away across the ocean. <laughs> that is well, that is more than enough conversation I've had about the Fort Lauderdale f- football club. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I'd be talking so much about it, but we'll see, man. Uh, if they make some transitions, they may you know, make some buzz, make some excitement around the team. We'll, we'll definitely bring it to Did you. Did you ever check our- out your Austin, the Austin team? Austin FC, no, I know they were they were kind of one of the worst teams. In the, in oh, the they place. are the worst team. Well, they yeah. they're second. They're second worst, but it was the first season. You know, I mean, they just they just expanded this year, so gotta give them time. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna go to games when you know, uh, dude. I, I watched it on TV. Those games look electric. Like the Austin fan base. I mean, obviously it's their first professional sports team. It looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Like those guys, like Matthew McConaughey and shit popping out. Like it looks intense. Like there's a huge soccer fan base over there. I'm glad to see Austin have a team. But yeah, anyways, I, I've been around the stadium. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice little area. I've been to a couple of breweries down by there, but I never just. Oh, it's like a whole section. There uh yeah there's a uh yeah on that little strip of land there but we'll see we'll see i, I definitely want to go uh to, if to miami plays there next year pull up yeah, yeah. I, I will i will all right so that's it for mls a quick mls one we didn't have that on the slate but we did it anyways you got what you didn't want <laughs> 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 anyways let's move on uh let's move on to uh nfl season we had a big NFL. week uh, uh last week uh, a couple games uh julie what do you want to bring up from the nfl week the past week? um obviously uh one of the biggest let's say football news not outside of football news um biggest football news was von miller getting traded to the rams uh rams gave up a second and a third round pick in this upcoming draft to bring Von Miller over to the already deadly Rams defense to join Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and the boys to continue to cement themselves as a Super Bowl contender this season. And uh, Gabe, was this a good trade for the Rams? Do you think it will actually benefit them? Do you think uh, Von Miller is still the same Von Miller? Um, Real quick, I do think he's been playing pretty well this season. Um, But the Rams continue to go on this trend of just completely offloading their picks and completely going all in on free agents and veterans. Von Miller is washed. Uh, he's the worst player to end up. And what are you talking about? Of course this is a fucking excellent. This is a fantastic. <laughs> like, who would have thought Von Miller would have been going to the fucking Rams? Listen, I knew a couple years that the Rams were, they were fucking going all in. Obviously, they made a big trade last year, uh, getting Matt Stafford from the Lions, uh, trading over. Uh, you know, you sign freaking Aaron Donald, you sign Ramsey. You know what I mean? You know, defensively, they're going to be solid. And uh, this is just fucking like, this is like, they're making a fucking all-star team on, on, on fucking defense. They should be fucking yeah, bro, they got no They got no picks until like round four. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> for like two in. years, for like all two in. or three years, they have like no Who cares? picks. Who cares when you're the champs? And, you know, when I think of... Uh, but what I if they're not? On, what if they're not the champs? What if they fail and bust? Now, how the, the fuck, how, how the fuck are you going to rebuild? Now, it's listen, all fucking like, gone. Like, I don't know how they can keep all these guys. I don't know how they're going to make the money work and keep all these guys. That's another question, too. How the hell are you going to, like, 
this ain't yeah. Tampa. It's not like it's Tampa where you won a championship and you can convince people to, to rerun it back. The Rams haven't yeah. done it yet. So, but they got rid of the team. I always, th- I, I think of them as a defensive team first, even though their offense is playing amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, their offense is playing really well. Um, but I think of as, as a defensive team first, and and just adding Von Miller is, you know. That's like, whoa. It's like, you thought that the Rams were good. You know what I mean? Now they add another great defensive piece. Oh, yeah. Von Miller is just, and this, and this is a plus for Von Miller because all, all what's going to happen to Von Miller is he's going to get freed up more because when Chubb got injured over in Denver, um, obviously you're going to, he's going to start getting more attention. Um, but now that you have Aaron Donald in the middle, like, and you still got Fowler on the other end, and now you have uh, Von Miller on that end. Like, it's just going to free up Von Miller to just absolutely fucking eat. Like, he's going to, I, I think he's going to do really well. You're going to see his sack numbers skyrocket from what we saw, from what he would have had in Denver. Um, Denver defense is still really good, obviously. Um, Denver lacks just, they, they lack some weapons. They lack a, a solid quarterback who can really run up the score. Teddy Bridgewater's great, but Teddy Bridgewater's just a really good backup. I mean, let's just be honest. He's a really good backup. That's all he is. In a division where you have Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes, Teddy Bridgewater's just not going to do it for you, and they have to do something. They need to either bring in a rookie or go after a big-time free agent. Um, looks like it might be leaning more towards the rookie with the way the season um, is going. Um, it might be a middle-of-the-draft pecking order type of team they might go like eight and eight and nine nine and eight whatever like that um but as for the go back to the rams like man yeah this is they're really like i said it's one of those where it's like they you're put you're going all in and if if it if it fails it's gonna be bad i don't think it will i think there's just too much talent on that team um, but man, if it, if something, if it does, it's, it's going to be rough <laughs> and, and going for, for the Rams have a, you know, pretty tough schedule. They're going to play the Titans. They're going to play the 49ers, Green Bay, uh, Arizona, Minnesota, uh, or at Minnesota at Baltimore. So they got a tough, they got a tough schedule to, to hold it. You know, this season's not going to be easy and just adding that def- you know, padding your defense like that is going to be, you know, it's going to do wonders for them uh, going forward with the season. I expect them. I think, I still think they're favorites. They were favorites before this trade. I still think they're favorites. Um, uh, to win, they to did. The playoff, they did. The they did lose uh, against Arizona. They did lose to Arizona, uh, thirty-seven twenty. Um, but you know, they can run it back, man. This time is going to be tougher because they're. They at should. Arizona, they so. should split. Yeah, they should yeah. split. Um, but I it's think, at Arizona. That's tough. So. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and they um, and the Green Bay got out there with the skin of their teeth. Like so, it's like. It's we'll see, be, it's, man. I, I think the Rams are a good team, man. Uh, and NFC's is, tough, dude. I mean, th- I feel like NFL these past couple seasons have gotten – it's gotten so good with the competition um, in the top half of the league. Like, I mean, it is I, – I couldn't tell you who's going to the Super Bowl. I really couldn't. Like, um, like I could kind of tell you last year that, oh, the Chiefs are probably going to run it back, um, but NFC was wide open. This year, I really – I have no idea. Like. Because obviously the Bills are the favorites to probably come out of the AFC. But even then, I still think somebody can take them down. I don't necessarily think they're completely like guaranteed in. And the NFC is. I mean, we just saw Green Bay beat Arizona, so it's wide fucking open. 
Like yeah. it's it's wide open. I mean, you got Arizona, New Orleans seems to be a team who just finds a way to win. Um, Tampa, uh, Los Angeles, like you know, Green Bay. You have you have a really good, and I'm missing a uh, Cowboys. Um, mostly with fucking Cowboys, but it's you know, I I think I think this is the Rams seeing how the rest of the NFC teams are playing is like kind of put them in a corner where it's like, all right, we need to, we thought we did enough this off season. We need to do even more. And I would have, and I'm not surprised that maybe Von Miller was getting shopped anyways, like uh, by the Broncos. I think Von Miller is a great player, but I can see what the, where, the position where the Broncos are at. I can see them shopping him. You know what I mean? So I think it worked out for both. I think it was just a deal that the, Denver just couldn't pass up. I mean, a second and a third rounder for, I mean, how long has Von Miller been in the league? Like he's been in there for a minute. I know he had, it's, a, it's been a while. Like what? Seven years now? Like, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it should, should be good for the Rams. It should have had a good team going for Like I said, they have a tough schedule, so we shall see. We'll keep, he's up 32. So yeah. he's, he's, he's getting up there. Wasn't he before. there during the 20, uh, the, uh, Tom, Br- uh, Tom, Br- uh, Tebow, yeah, yeah. 2011, yeah. Okay. I would say he was there during the Tebow year. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's he was at Denver for ten years. He's going into this is his tenth season. So, yeah, man. So yeah, let's transition over to the Cleveland Browns because they had some country over this past weekend. Can you update us on the Cleveland Browns? What went on this past weekend? Well, all I gotta know, all I know is Odell Beckham Sr. said that Odell Beckham Jr. Has to get the fuck out of Cleveland because Baker ain't throwing him the ball. Apparently, yeah. I think I saw this. This was going on. Uh, I think uh, his dad. Somebody posted. I don't know if his dad posted. I saw some video of uh, just like clips of, of Odell being open and, and Baker yeah. not looking towards his side. His, of the field. his dad put up like a clip on Instagram or some or Twitter, whatever it was. Uh, he put a clip up there showing Odell wide open and Baker just doesn't throw him the ball. And then. Somebody commented underneath saying this whole reason about how like Baker won't throw him the ball and all this other thing like Odell just should leave. And then his dad replies to that comment saying like this green check marks. And maybe there is something to that. Um, I don't think Baker's doing it on purpose. I do think with Odell missing part of the season last year. Obviously, the the Browns kind of went on a run when Odell got hurt. Um, Maybe there's just a lack of chemistry there because at the end of the day, it's like, why would Baker purposely sabotage Odell when Odell's your number one weapon and you got a contract year coming up where you want to make a shit ton of money? And it's like, if you want to make 150 plus, um, throw him the fucking ball. It's not like he's got a set up contract. Like, there's a big decision for Cleveland to make. Like, how much are they going to pay Baker if they even want Baker? Um, so I think it's, it's, he's clearly not doing it on purpose. Um, I think there's just maybe a lack of chemistry there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Odo hasn't said anything, but I wouldn't be surprised just being annoyed. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I could see, a, I can't blame him for being mad. I mean, if you're open and your quarterback's not throwing it to you, that quarterback directly dictates what your career will look like for that season and what your stats look like. So I don't blame him for being upset, but um, yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see like, him getting, I don't think he had, I can see him getting traded. I can see him getting some, I can see Cleveland moving them in the off season. 
I could totally see um, that happening. Because we we know uh, that uh, Odell Beckham uh, Beckham Jr. was really good uh, in New uh, uh, in New York with the Giants, um, and so when he got traded to the Browns, which seemed like a t- you know they were a couple players away, you know it was an exciting you know transaction, and but we really haven't seen chemistry, especially you know last year uh, he got hurt. Uh, and we saw Landry blow up, and Landry... Yeah, um, not, he doesn't have this nearly the same chemistry yeah. like he has with Landry. And I think it maybe it has nothing to do with either one of them. It could just be just chemistry, man. Just, it might not just work. They don't click. They don't understand each other enough. Like, who knows? Yeah, I, and, that, and that's the weird thing, because, you know, Baker Mayfield always, you know, he had success with Landry, had chemistry with Landry, and we're like, oh, you had a fucking another star, you know... Uh, primary receiver then you know these guys these both these guys are gonna blow up um and they we just never ever seen that last year we you know because of injury but we never seen even when he was healthy we never seen you know uh odell beckham take that next step and, and be an exci- as exciting as he was with the giants um and it's kind of it is kind of weird um i think a lot of it's on it's got to be it's got to put a lot of a lot of it on baker because you know Baker has been played hurt a lot, and he just doesn't like talking about like how hurt he is. Especially, you know, now we know he has that shoulder, his non, it's a non, his uh, non-throwing arm. He has non-throwing that shoulder. Tear. Yeah, fracture and a labrum tear in that non-throwing shoulder. Um, and he's had to deal with stuff like that with groin, with uh, 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 different injuries, and he's played through them. He doesn't really, uh, you know, he doesn't glorify. He just kind of stays quiet and moves on. Um, but I can see the argument of like. Yo, you know, you're coming up on this contract, and you want you want to you know, you want to be paid well, especially for a top player like uh, OBJ. Which I think if he left, like any other team would sign him right away. Oh um, yeah, for you sure. Want that, you want that exciting element. You know, he is an exciting player. He takes he the top him, off the field. Yeah. I mean, he takes yeah. the top. He takes the top off. Like he just he, he's fast. Any, anybody w- would be willing to sign him. Um, I don't know how happy he is in Cleveland because uh, did he? Yeah, he did get traded to Cleveland. He didn't sign with. He didn't wasn't a free agent when he signed with Cleveland. I'm not um, sure. I can't remember because, well, either way, like when you have a big contract and you want to get paid, you know, you you want to show what they're paying for. So uh, I can see both sides of it. Um, I think a lot of it you got to put on Baker definitely, like like you said, uh, because a quarterback dictates how, how you know how how successful you are. How you know you can't catch anything that's not thrown to you. So, um, and I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm down on the Browns this year in general, and and with Baker being hurt, I, I'm not very high on them. Uh, anymore, especially after this past week, um, I don't. Yeah, it was I, a trade, by the way. It was a trade. Okay, I it couldn't remember trade. either. It was, it was a couple years yeah. ago. I forgot what they traded for everybody. It was a trade. So, but I think anybody anybody would sign OBJ. Um, and uh, you know, it's kind of like I can see both sides uh, 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 on this. They traded uh, a first rounder, um, and a third rounder. Okay. Oh, um, and so- uh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril, oh yeah, Jabril Peppers. Was it Carolina? I don't know. Um, so yeah, um, Browns going forward, they do have a tough. Their last couple games on their schedule is, I mean, they got to play Baltimore, they got to play Las Vegas, they got to play Green Bay. Uh, they're, they, you know, I was never they, sold on Cleveland, like even last year, like because my th- and it's not because I'm just like oh I'm stuck in like well the Cle- Cleveland Browns suck they've always sucked they they're not that good it's not because of that it's because like if you look at their record last year and who they beat they had a really easy schedule and they're a talented team do I think they're a contender no I don't I just I don't think they're contender I don't even think they can win their division I think they can get second in the division but especially with the way Cincinnati I mean Besides the fact that Cincinnati lost to the Jets out of this incredible upset um, by this random backup, 
Um, they, they just, they, they, I mean, what they beat the Steelers last year in the wild card. Like that's nothing. I mean, now we're starting to realize the Steelers ain't really nothing crazy. I mean, that's virtually the same team as it was last year. Um, and I, I felt that whole way coming into it. It's like they didn't really beat anybody tough to have the record that they did last year. And I, now you're starting to see that they have a lot tougher schedule and they're not playing well, whether it be Baker's injury or, or what it, it doesn't seem like they're beating good teams. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, people don't seem to be playing well. Uh, I mean, they got smoked by Arizona, yeah. you know, yeah. and like, I'm not very high on them. Um, and you know, hopefully the change is over. Maybe, uh, you know, coming into next week, everybody. But they, like I said, they have a, a, a pretty tough schedule going forward. Uh, I don't see them uh, making it like they did last year. So that's it for the Browns. Jarvis Landry. Hope you get your balls that you deserve, so your dad can stay off Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. I think he was Odell. he dismissed. I think, I, yeah, Odell. Sorry. Uh, I think he was dismissed from practice or something. Or I don't know if he was dismissed. He was excused from practice or something. They, that was a, the recent, the most recent. I, 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 I do not know. Um. So. So we'll see going forward. Uh, we want to talk about uh, Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Uh, so they took a, a fucking big hit. Um, yeah. The Titans, they lost Derrick Henry. He's likely out for the season and possibly able to return for the postseason if they were to make the postseason. Um, to replace Derrick Henry as their workhorse, they're bringing in the legendary. Adrian Peterson. They brought in another 2,000-yard rusher. And granted, when he ran his 2,000 yards, that was about 10 years ago. So (laughs) I remember that season. It was an incredible season. He was so close to breaking the record. Um, Man, that's when they had Christian Ponder on that team. That guy didn't even throw the ball once because he was so bad. But... Yeah, Gabe. What do you think of this? What do you think of this pickup? And do you think Tennessee? They're still the leaders in the division. Um, they are currently six and two. Do you think they can hold up this form? Mind you, Derrick Henry made up for seventy nine percent of their total offense, and now you're losing virtually seventy nine percent of your total offense. Well, that that's what I want to bring. With a that's team what I'm about. that doesn't yeah. have a strong defense. Um, this is kind of changes their identity, like you said. Um, I always thought of them as a run, a run first team, and you know, they run the ball through Derrick Henry, and without him being on the field because he's just physically dominant, he's he looks different than anybody else on the field, and he, he's probably. Their, I say yeah. that he single handedly revived Ryan Tannehill's career. Yeah, like, and so so now with him out, you know, uh, with this crazy kind of freak injury, um. Now you're going to see how good Ryan Tannehill really is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he has to rely on his offense. Gonna, now, uh, isn't that funny? Now you got to yeah. rely on your quarterback. Now you're quick <laughs> for a six and two team. Like, you know what I mean? And it's going to be tough because uh, Julio, Julio Jones was out last week with a hamstring. He, he, um, him and Brown had hamstrings since the beginning of the season, but Julio, jo- Julio Jones was out. He's questionable for this week going forward. So it seems like their, their only offensive option seems to be AJ Brown. Uh, um, so and they had a lot Adrian of Adrian Peterson, on. bro, and Adrian Peterson now. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> Adrian Peterson, you know, why he was in the league, I, you know, I don't know where he's been, what he's been doing, but he has been known to, like be one of the strongest guys, one of the most, you know. Uh, Last year he played strong. at Detroit. 
in Detroit. Um, so you know, I have he's a, a strong few guy. Good games too. You know, I, I haven't seen him run in a while. I haven't. I don't know how fast he still is, but um, you know, definitely. Um, uh, he, he's going to be welcome. We'll see. We'll see how how well Tant- Ryan Tannehill does with, without him. You know, like I said, I think of him as a run first team, and this is going to ch- change their identity. So we'll see how actually good you know good that line is, how good uh, their receivers are, and see if they can uh, uh, string together some wins going forward. Yeah, this is a true testament to see how good Ryan. T- this is going to be a testament to see how good Ryan Tannehill is because. <laughs> Like I said, I mean, anybody can look good if you're just pounding the rock and then throwing a play action every once in a while. And then it's like 50 yards on the field. Not to take any way f- anything away from Tannehill or the way they run that offense, because obviously that works for him. Um, do I think Tannehill should be your main? Fo- he's not. a. I don't think he's a quarterback that should be your main focus. I don't think he's a quarterback that can carry a team. I think he's a quarterback that does enough and can play slightly above average. Um we saw that in Miami, and now uh, we see it in Tennessee. I think the only difference is is now that he has Derrick Henry, and then he had um, AJ Brown, and then not this year, but last year he had Corey Davis as well on the other side, and now he's been replaced with Julio to just chuck it down the field. And granted, he has a very accurate deep ball, and it works, but yeah. it's going to be tough. Are- I, you can tell he's shaking in his boots, bro. Like I don't know if. <laughs> He's like, shit, now they're going to have to rely on me, which this was going to happen. It's And at the end of the day, no matter how big and strong Derrick Henry is, he's still a running back and he takes fucking hits. He's going to he's yeah. going to get injured. It's just a matter of when, not a matter of if. And, and you know, that's a tough injury with it being the foot, because obviously his main job is a running back. So uh, I think he tore his fifth, fifth metatarsal or something. Um, so do you, you think know, they I- still make the playoffs? Do you think it's just uh, a crash and burn? Like, I mean, they they pretty much know. running away with the division right now. I mean, second place yeah, is the Colts, three and five. And then obviously you have Jags in Houston. So the next couple, the next couple games, they play at the Rams and then they play New Orleans at home. That's going to be two tough games. But you know, they play Houston, the Patriots, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, uh, Miami. They play Houston again. Uh, I, you know, they got a pretty extremely easy, except, you know, easy schedule. So yeah. but Ryan Tannehill's lucking out, man. He's he's lucking out. Next two weeks are going to be tough. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they, if they pull out these next two games, but, you know, definitely the rest of the schedule to week 18 is... I mean, is they drop these next two games. They're still six and four. They should win four more games. Yeah. Um, and who's to say Adrian Peterson can't fucking rattle off a couple good games? I mean, it seems to be that's all they really need from him. Um, and then, obviously, hopefully he can get Julio back soon if he's not already coming back uh, this week. No. But so to answer, you have a yeah, to answer your question, I think I think they make the play. I think they make players for the division. Um, yeah, I think how far they, they go. How far they go? I don't. Uh, I think they're out. Problem. I think they're out. Yeah. The wild card. They only yeah. make it because they're in a shit division. Um, yeah. Honestly, Titans ended up before Derrick Henry. They're actually playing a lot better than I thought they would be. I did not think they'd be six and two right now coming into the season. Um, but yeah, um, and then it's also a matter of if that defense can hold up. Uh, yeah. I know they are improved from last year, um, but will it be enough? No. We shall see. So let's end the week how we always do. NFL predictions for week eight. Yep. You have the lines. Uh, we're just going to run through. Uh, Gabe, you have the record. All right. I, had, I have the record for this week. I didn't, I didn't update it for last week. Uh, uh, I know uh, Julie. Well, whenever the last time we just did it, um, you sang yeah. a lot. When it was just me and you last episode, you don't have that. Uh, I have them here, but I didn't. I didn't 
select which one's one. Uh, I, I can get it to by the end of the show. I just forgot to do it. Um, Come on, but, uh, Gabe. People got to trust us. If we have shit records, you know, they shouldn't listen to us. If we have good records, they should listen to us. Oh, out of the predictions. A really well, quick, um, just, just to make a small point. In Florida, sports betting is affiche, officially legalized. But there is a caveat only through the Hard Rock app, but is official. Um, I downloaded my Hard Rock Sportsbook app this week so I can officially sports bet legally in the state of Florida. Um, And if you're in the state of Florida and you want to sports bet, if you download the Hard Rock Sports Sportsbook app, they are giving you one hundred dollars for free, risk free one hundred dollars to bet on anything you want this coming week. So make an account. Gabe left to Texas where they don't have legalized sports gambling. No betting uh, at all. Nothing. No betting at all. I'm sure you could bet on ponies out there, but no, no, nothing. No really? Um, yeah. Surprising. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, yeah, I'm actually super pumped that I might actually hit some of these lines this week. Cause I got a free hundred bucks. Um, so let's, uh, what were you saying, Gabe though, with the records? Uh, I'll bring the records. Uh, last time uh, when it was all three of us, JoJo, Gabe, and me, or JoJo, Gabe, Julian, Gabe, and JoJo. Uh, Julian and JoJo were tied for 16, and I had 14 wins, so I was a little bit lower. But we're all a bit right there. For the, uh, total, for the total of the season. Yeah. yeah. I, I still have to calculate last week's, um, but I'll get that to you. Um, but let's, let's go into yeah, this Yeah, don't week. worry about the full season. Maybe just we'll get the week. Like... And then we'll just uh, go from there, see how well we did each week. But um, game tonight, Thursday night football. Um, we got the New York Jets at Indianapolis Colts. Gabe, who are you taking? Oh, wait. But the spread is minus 10.5 for the home, um, home dogs, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think uh, I'm surprised because the Jets actually won last week. So that was a little bit surprising. I thought there was a shoe in. For uh, I fucking what what's the dude's name? Mike White. Mike leads, White. Guy leads the leads the NFL for week eight in passing yards. You see the guy who bet on the guy who bet one guy bet a thousand dollars on him to lead the uh the week in passing yards, and he won one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh wow, that's that's nuts! And, and the state of New Jersey is fucking that's insane. insane. Um, so for this game. Jets at the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts win, but I don't think they cover that that ten point spread. So I'm no. gonna go Jets. What? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Mike White. Who the fuck knows with this guy? Maybe he's the fucking truth. Maybe he plays well. I don't trust Indianapolis to hold their line. Um, Carson Wentz looks like he's always on the verge of like fucking being out for the season. So yeah, I'll take the Jets to. To at least uh, get within ten and a half, but the Colts will win. Anyways, we're going to go off to the uh, the boo boo bowl of the week: Houston Texans at the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins are minus five and a half. Minus five and a half at home. I think I think that's uh, that's generous. Uh, I'll take that I'll take is the generous, Dolphins. honestly. I'll take the uh, Dolphins by two two field goals. Are you being a homer right now? I mean, I'm I'm a sad homer. Just not, <laughs> no, I'm with you, bro. Fins up. I think they take five and a half. Uh, Houston right. is terrible, and I think Tyrod uh, Taylor is still not back, and they're at home. 
Uh, I will say Tua doesn't look terrible. He actually looks pretty good. Not bad. He's had a couple good games this last couple of weeks. It's just um, the team is just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's not like stellar enough to like get him out of there. Um, we got Denver at Dallas. Dallas is minus nine and a half at home. Ugh, that is a tough one. Um, is Teddy playing? Is Teddy hurt? I don't, think he's, up with the I don't think he's playing. Uh, he wasn't playing. Uh, let me see. I don't think he's playing. Um, shit, it's not saying. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Try to see it because if Teddy's playing, um, oh shit. Yeah, I think he's gonna play. Um, I will still. I'm gonna take. I'll take. I'll take. Fuck, this is hard. That's a big spread. Was it for minus, Dallas. minus minus nine? nine and a half. Um, nine and a half. I'll take Denver plus nine and a half to cover. Yeah, I'll take. Uh, yeah, well, I'll take them to uh to, get to win the completely. No, not to win. I think they take the nine. I think they get within nine and a half. I think Dallas doesn't cover. Uh, I'm gonna go the opposite. I think ten points. I think Dallas. This is this is gonna be a tough game. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Pretty good game. They got a think- good defense, and that's what scares me with teams with high spreads. We should really um for next week just to put out that we should um I should pull up stats to see uh teams' records against the spread because that will give us a huge indication on uh um, okay. I want to do that next week so I can see like what Denver is against the spread if they're like two and five or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? I'm gonna pick Dallas to pull away. I think I think they're overwhelming. I think Dallas is really good this season. It makes me sad to say Dallas is good, but I think they're good. I'm gonna pick Dallas ten plus. Okay. Um, now we got Minnesota at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is minus six and a half. I will take Minnesota with the plus six. I'm been picking underdogs, bro. <laughs> wow. I'm picking pluses. Minus- uh. Minnesota's good, man. I think people sleep on them. They're not great, but they're good. They're 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 solid. I think they can make a wild card. This should be a fun game. I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Mind you, the line is leaning towards Minnesota plus six and a half, minus one oh six versus Baltimore's minus one fourteen. So I'm going Baltimore. We got New England at Carolina. New England is the favorites, uh minus three and a half. As the away team minus three at away. God, I mean, I Carolina's know fucking... fell apart, bro. They they were looking hot and then they completely fell apart. Sam Darnold got benched. Um, I'll take New England, I'll take that three and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. I think, well. I think they find, I think they win by like four. I can see that happening. All right, okay, <laughs> we got Buffalo Bills at Jacksonville. Buffalo Bills minus 14 and a half as the way team. Oh, yeah. Give me that Buffalo. 14 and a half. Listen, we had this conversation last week. Okay, let's talk about this. <laughs> last week, they were supposed to play Seattle. And you came out here. You said, oh, this is ridiculous. This is all oh, this bet. This betting line is the most egregious uh, error since uh, I don't know. I don't know. And what did I tell you, man? I said it's tough to go on the road. When Jacksonville goes on the road, they got to go on the West Coast. They got to go to Seattle. That's always tough. You got that jet lag, whatever. And they got mollywopped. What was the end of the score? Because I, I just tweeted when, uh, when it was the third. Uh, what was the end of the score? I know it was 24 0 at the third. End like of the third. 30, the I think 37 7. I think something like wow. that. Wow. 
I will wow. say this. I think that game, just a brief, briefly just talk about, like, they lost that game because of just absolute abysmal coaching and then players just missing their assignments like that. They, there was no reason. Our team was just as talented as yeah, Seattle's not a good team. Let's let's get that straight. Seattle, like talent wise and what their roster is, they're not a great team and they shouldn't have beat us that bad. The same thing in Houston, like uh, week one, like we shouldn't have lost that bad to Houston. That was just like one of those games where shit just kind of fucking hits the fan. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, anyways, I told you um, last I will week, take, I told you I was going to win. So what do you got? Buffalo minus 14 and a half. No, I will Jackson. actually, and this is not me being a homer at all. I I'll take Jags plus 14 and a half. The line is leaning. Come? The line is leaning towards the Jags anyways. Uh, minus one Oh eight. Um, this is minus 12. I think they you bounce got- back. You're at home. Um, they had a rough outing in Seattle. I think they lose, but they get within 14 for sure. I think they lose by 10. All right, we shall see. I think it's going to be one of the worst blowouts. All right, what's next? Um, we'll take now it's Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati is minus two and a half as the favorite. Wow, was, they got it closer than what I would have thought. Um, I am taking Cincinnati. Well, and the line's leaning towards Cincinnati with minus 106 versus Cleveland is minus 114. I'll take Cincinnati as well. I think they're not injured and they're at home. And yeah. I think they're going to want to bounce back after that tough loss against the Jets. I like their core. I told you, I like their receiving core. So we shall yeah. see. Um, Atlanta at New Orleans. New Orleans is minus six. Um, Atlanta is plus six. This is a tough one for me, honestly. Because tough. I, I tough. mean, Atlanta's, Atlanta's not the worst team in the league, like you're thinking. I mean, they're not great, but I mean... They're three and four, honestly. I mean, they're not like the Saints. Just I don't. Beat the, Pat, they just beat the Buccaneers. I know, but Atlanta can't put up points. Like you can't forget that. Like, and then you got to worry about garbage time. Um, I will take. I'll take New Orleans minus six. Lines leaning that way. Yeah, I'll take New Orleans minus six. All right, I'm taking New Orleans as well. I, I will say I'm not. Draft. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta gets within six. I don't think they win, but I think they can get with. I think it's possible, but I'll take New Orleans if I had to put money on it. All right, um, Las Vegas at New York. Um, Las Vegas is minus three as the favorites, and I will take Vegas at minus three, even missing um, Henry Ruggs, who did something absolutely stupid. Yeah, I think that's a huge loss for their their roster. That is a big loss for them. I mean, that was a future piece he was supposed to be, and he was fast. He could take the top off the defense. Like he was, he was a serious threat for them. And um, it's tough to see that go. He might end his career. Um, But I'll I'll take Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas over the Giants. Yeah, same. I'll take that. We got Los Angeles Charger at Philadelphia Eagles. Chargers are minus two and a half. Give me that minus two and a half. Even though the line is dead even, I think, man, they're giving a lot of benefit to the doubt to the. They're giving up. They're giving. My God, I can't speak right. The Eagles. A lot they're of- giving the Eagles a lot of credit right now. Honestly, um, I don't know what to make of the Eagles. I feel like one day they get blown out, the next day they like put up a shit ton of points. I don't understand them, but the Chargers are a better team, um, despite the fact that they lost. They should win, um, and minus two, I think, is a little close, honestly. Yeah, closer than I would have thought. I'm taking the Chargers. And the line's even on it, too, which is a little surprising. All right, uh, we got um, 
Wow. Okay. Oh shit. I know why actually. Okay. <laughs> Green Bay at Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is minus seven and a half. That is due because Aaron Rodgers is out this Sunday with the COVID list. Um, what's the spread? What's the line? Minus seven and a half. Um, shit. I don't trust Kansas City to cover for jack shit. Um, got Jordan Love coming in there. Uh, and you're at Kansas City. Listen, man, Green Bay. I don't know who the fuck. I know they got Devontae Adams, but that's the only player I can name. Yeah, Aaron Jones, who's been fucking balling, bro. Alan Zard's coming back. Um, you, you lose Robert Tunyon, which is a big loss in the tight end. They are just banked. It's like, I don't even know, man. I don't even know how Aaron Rodgers went uh, the week before. Uh, but they pound, they pound the rock with Aaron Jones, which is what I kind of expected this game. I think I'll take Green Bay plus seven and a half. I think they're going to pound it with Aaron Jones. And as long as Aaron Jones stays healthy, and they it, all they got to do is just replicate what they did last week against Arizona when they were missing Devontae Adams and Lazard and um, another receiver I can't remember. Just pound it, bro. Just pound, pound the fucking rock. Um, I think you get within seven and a half. I never trust Kansas City to on spreads. Never trust Kansas City on spreads. They are awful against the spread. Well, that's where I disagree with you this week. I've taken Kansas City when at home. They've been having weird You'll take games. seven and a half. Seven, I got them winning by nine points at least. Okay. Um, this is going to be the closest game of the week. We got Arizona at San Francisco. San Francisco is minus one. What? I will take Arizona as the road dogs to win the game. And uh, the plus one. And the yeah, I think Arizona is really good. Uh, yeah, I'll take Arizona as well. I, I think, think that line's going to move to like 1.5 or 0.5. I think that line, there's no way they're going to keep it on a stagnant one like that. I think they're going to, it's going to move. Um, but yeah, I'll take Arizona and I'll take the money line on that. That's a plus 102 versus a minus 120 to San Francisco. Um, but San Francisco has been playing not too bad, but. I like Arizona, man. Arizona's the real deal. I like Arizona. All right. Um, Is that it? No. Uh, two more. Tennessee at Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams are minus seven and a half. Tennessee is plus seven and a half. I will take the Rams at home with the seven and a half with no Derrick Henry. Who's to say what that Tennessee team will look like? Um, I love Adrian Peterson. He's a legend, but there's no way they're winning that game. I'll take Los Angeles. I'll take the Rams as well. I think they uh they're more uh cohesive right now. Yeah, more Titans. talented, a more talented team. Um and the Monday night football, we have Chicago Bears at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is minus six. And minus six. Give me the Bears plus six. I'm taking a lot of dogs today, man. I'm taking a lot of a lot of pluses. Um I, I like him though. Man, ah, oh, man, Pittsburgh is so talented, but Rossberger is trash. He should have retired. <laughs> Minus six. Do they cover their points? He thinks he's Tom Brady, bro. He could play till forty-five. Rossberger, you are not Tom Brady. <laughs> man, you know what? I'm taking a lot of favorites. You're taking all the dogs. I'm taking all the favorites. I think I stick with Pitt. I think Pitt. Pitt wins this. Plus six. Though- I mean, minus six. Okay. Yeah, I took a lot of I took a lot of pluses right there, man. 
A lot of dogs. I think they win by a touchdown. All right. Is that it for the week? That's it for the week. And Gabe and that's it is going to have show. a record. Gabe is going to have a record next week. First and foremost. I will have it. I have it. I'm going to do it right now. After the show. But that's <laughs> it for our week. That's it for the show. We'll be back. Jill's going to bring you all the NHL news from the Panthers. Like I said, very exciting this weekend. UFC. Uh, MLB is over. We got the NBA, NFL. It's all happening. We all discuss it right here. Real Fans Podcast on all the things. Instagram, Twitter. Our Instagram is blowing up pretty good. Our YouTube is also blowing up pretty good. So we appreciate y'all for that. For checking us out. Appreciate uh, all the brand new subscribers to the channel. I know we got a good amount of subscribers, like 15 plus subscribers this past. So hopefully keep up the good work. Hopefully you guys share it. Um, and yeah, shout out to you guys for subscribing. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Appreciate y'all Real Fans Podcast on all the things. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.